welcome to the No Name MMA Show, the best damn MMA podcast you've never heard of, with Mystic Daddy Juan and No Nutshot Nina, and yours truly, Motivated Let's get on with this shit. Welcome to the No Name MMA Show, the best damn MMA podcast you've never heard of. Thank you for joining us on this gorgeous but warm as fuck July 21st, 2021. Today, as always, joined with me is... Missy Daddy Juan. And... No Nut Shot Nina. And me, Motivated Andy. Uh, we are back. Uh, I was supposed to get another phone for this, but I ended up forgetting the plug and all kinds of stuff. So we only have one phone, but I'm recording in internal storage. So not SD card. So, um... Yeah, uh, what's it called? We're going to try our best to actually have an episode this week. Even though last week's episode, I promise you, you did not miss anything. It was a hot, hot mess. But yeah. It was a mess. But anyone who has opinions, uh, who wants to hear our opinions about it, I'm sure we can post a story or something. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry about so. that, guys. But yeah, uh, that's how it be sometimes. Right. Anyway. We're all good, all set, squared away, and this time we are talking about um, the fucking return of the snake, TJ Dillashaw. But before we get into that, let's talk about some of the things growing on in our lives. Juan, what do you have going on? Um, we just moved successfully. I just mm-hmm. gotta go leave the key. Um, but we just moved. I just went to the gym on Monday. I- just got done telling you guys before we got on. Um, super sore. <laughs> super sore. Super swole. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking pawn and skin gains over here. Not, not yet. Not yet. But we'll see. Um, in high school, I would always say, like, tell the other guys, yo, I'm going to get really big. Watch, I'm going to get really big. The problem is I didn't eat enough. To be able to get big, you know? Oh, no, Juan. So, like, I mean, my aunt fed me and everything, but I just didn't. Mm -hmm. Juan eats, like, one giant meal in the middle of the day. Facts. Facts. (laughs) Like, I remember, like, we would be working all day, and this motherfucker would not eat all day, and then just eat, like, a nibbler's meal. So it's, like, those three little sandwiches and then fries and shit, like, all in one go. Facts. And then, like, cookies, like, non-stop cookies. Um, so, Val's feeding me now, so, like, I'm starting to gain weight, so I'm like, alright, I need to go to the gym so that I'm not, Keep it fresh. Yeah. Also, fun fact, the three of us have dinner every week before we do the podcast. Yes. Yeah. It's like our little weekly Mm -hmm. tradition. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, true, 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 true. So, you guys and Val have... Oh, no, I didn't mean it like that, but, but it's good to be in no. the same city as your girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> All right, babe, what do you have going on? Mm. Y'all, I'm trying to be at the pool this summer, like, much more than I ever really have been before. So, even today, me and my boss worked from the pool today, and it was fabulous, and... I'm here for it this year. Fuck yeah. Mm-hmm. There's a pool at our place now, too. Uh, but I want to be dedicated to the gym that they have. Mm. 
Chin's okay. Yeah. If it's the same place that I lived in, it's good. It's good. It's, yeah, it's The all pool's right. decent. It's smaller than I thought it was going to be. There's a lot more people that go to the pool there. I'm sure. We end up coming in pools, the... Oh, go ahead. Those kind of pools aren't really my thing. The... The one here is MTV Spring Break Pool. Yeah, pretty much. Fuck that. I like the pool here. I it goes love deep. our pool. Yeah. Here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like you have to be sixty-five years or older, or one of the like three apartments that have millennials, mm-hmm. and we're like the youngest and like the rowdiest, and we are just yeah, yeah, chilling, yeah. floating in our corner. I haven't seen a lot of kids. A I've seen some kids, but I haven't seen like a, a lot of kids. Mm. There's like exactly like four kids, mm-hmm. and I love it. It's the best fucking thing ever. Yeah. Yeah, it's a pretty good. That was part of why we stayed here. We were like, this pool's worth it. Mm-hmm. But yeah. Um, yeah, and as far as me, uh, so we also ended up moving the same time. I think we went over it, but I don't know if oh, we did. I forgot. But also, we got Tony, who ended up getting neutered and is driving us crazy. And our fucking apartment, for whatever reason, our AC is at 76. Like, yo, what the fuck? But other than that, it's all peachy, peachy cream and peachy peaches. Yo, your cat cuddled with me, so I think... I think your cat is a cool cat now. Uh, which one? Tony. Tony. Mm-hmm. Today I mean, was the first time. This today was the first time that he's ever came up to me, mm-hmm. and then not only that, he like laid down directly mm-hmm. like, beside me. I was like, he's such a little lover, but he's driving us crazy with like worry and sorrow. We hate that he's like. He hurting. literally yells to the point where his voice his goes away. His voice is like getting. Like, like cracks from crying all night long. It's like, bro, it's so you can't horrible. not be in a place where you can't do anything. You're like, post op, bro. Like, you gotta chill, you gotta relax, homie. Mm-hmm. But yeah, we decided to give up. And I mean, he is pretty close to a week out. And from everything that I've heard, cats are pretty resilient. And he, I mean, my wife is right. Like, he didn't get, like, his tubes and his insides all, like, you know, whatever. He just got his balls, like, sucked out of him. I was telling Andy, I feel like it's different than when Kristen got spayed Mm -hmm. because her incision and stuff was on her underside, like, right above where you would think her belly button might be. Mm -hmm. And his is, like, right underneath his anus. (laughs) Like, his little balls, you know? And so I'm like... Her stretching and jumping and stuff was more affected, I feel like, from an underside mm-hmm. incision than, mm-hmm. like, a backside incision, so. But also, like, this motherfucker is doing he parkour is and AF. shit. Like, he is no fucking angel that's just, like, chilling and being cool. I mean, now he is, I think he, because he had that initial, like, little, like, freedom. He was, yeah. he was falling asleep while we were eating. Yeah. He wears himself out from crying all night. So he's driving us crazy. Yeah. But, you yeah. know. It'd be like that. Stuff. Growing pains. New apartment. But it's also going to be fucking dope shit. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But anyway, 
Um, what were we talking about before that? Uh, That's it. Yeah, that was it. That we was were it. just talking about yeah. our, our things. It's time to talk about the no name of the week. Oh, yeah, it is. But, babe, are, is this going to be the first fights that you're going to be able to watch live? Yes, in a long time. And you get to see this one. You always end up I'm seeing, excited. like, really good fight cards. However, I did miss the Connor. That is true, but... Live if, if, version. If there were a fight card that I think would benefit a lot of people that are new to MMA, this card is going to feature pretty much the future of MMA, I think. A lot of... Uh, I think there's 17 fighters on this card that are under the age of 30. Oh, wow. So, I mean, these guys are pretty young in terms of, like, their futures in the UFC. Yeah. Like, Miranda Maverick, I think, is, like, 24, and then Macy Barber is 23. Yeah. Adrian Yanez, Yanez is... Uh, 25, so we got a lot of, I mean, Randy Costa's not, but 26 or something. Hmm. And then, I think the oldest person on there is TJ Dillashaw. I think, uh, Corey Sanhagen is below 30. Mm. Fuck TJ. <laughs> Fun fact, TJ Dillashaw is older than Jose Aldo. Wow. Yeah. Fun fact, we live right next to a clean juice, and we drive by it, and we're like, fuck you, TJ Dillashaw. <laughs> Apparently he owns that shit, or is He's an like owner or part owner or something. Or something. Yeah. Fuck. <laughs> yeah. But the pizza down there is fucking dope. Anyway, moving on. No name of the week, Juan. Who do we have? No name of the week. Um, if anyone watched the prelim card, you did have to watch that prelim card long, because there was knockouts... There is three knockouts, two decisions, but uh, in the women's strawweight division, Amanda Le- Lemos, um, she pulled out a 30-second, 30 35-second knockout against Ruiz. Ruiz, Ruiz. Um, <laughs> I, 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 where is she from? I, like, Amanda Lemos is from, uh, she's from Brazil. She's ranked 14. So if people don't know about her by now, like she is fucking quick. I didn't. I, I I'm gonna be honest. I did not. Bro, I'm I cannot you, put a face to her name before this. That's perfect though, because she was going up against Montserrat uh, Conejo, I think, or something like that. Or I don't know. What was her name? Amanda <laughs> Lemos. Yeah. Who was she going against? Anyway, I I can't pronounce that first name. Ruiz. Yeah, Montserrat. Uh, yeah, Montserrat. Ruiz Conejo. Conejo is, is she, her uh, little moniker. Is she Mexican? Yes. Oh. Um, and Spanish one. Yeah. I, I thought, I was thinking Brazil. <laughs> oh, no, no. Amanda Lemos, she's from Brazil. Uh-huh. And she pieced up Montserrat Conejo like it was nobody's business. Like she didn't even need to be there. She was winning that whole fight. Um, I was having this little tip with somebody on Instagram talking about like, oh, that fight was stopped too early because Conejo like jumped right back up. The only reason that fight continued was because Chris Tyone was there to stop it mercifully. Mm-hmm. Like, Montserrat probably ended up saving, like, a couple of, like, thousand brain cells by this stoppage right then and there. She was out in the air. She was out in the air, yeah. and then, like, as she landed, she, like, you know, popped back up. Yeah. But it's like, you were out. And yeah. Lemos was on top of you. Like, she was going to go in. She landed a hammer fist right before that, too. So, as much as you want to say that, I don't think anything was going to show me that that fight was going to go any different. This is, um, this is, uh, I, I, 
It's disrespectful that I'm drawing a blank right now. Mm-hmm. But the strawweight champion. Um, Rose number one. Is? Yeah, Rose. 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 Doug Rose. I'm the best. Um, Damn, bro. Yeah. Come so on the sorry. show. Tell Juan. I'm so sorry. Why are the best? Um, I think if she gets there, that will be a very interesting fight. Because Man. she was fighting back when she was when she knocked out um, her opponent. Yeah, she was going backwards, much yeah, like yeah. what Rose. Yeah, it was does. definitely a counter strike, yeah. and then Conejo fell forward into a hook, and then fell down, and then he had a hammer fist, and then she popped back up. Watching her, yeah, the, just the highlights, even just watching her, mm-hmm. it reminded me of Rose. Mm. Yeah, but I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, I think that Amanda, I don't know if she'll get the championship, but we'll see. But now it's off to Nina with the MMA man. Awesome. Okay, so before we get into last week's card, let's talk about some fight announcements that occurred throughout this week. Um, first, we have, sorry guys, the cat's. Um, okay, first we've got Magomed Ankalif facing off against uh, Vulcan Ozdemir. Ozdemir, thank you. Which is supposed to take place on September 4th, which happens to be friend of the show, Darren the Gorilla Till, also going up against Derek Brunson. So that card is shaping up to be beast. Lee. Yeah, they're really... We love you, Darren, Till. Thank you for loving our show. Um, what's it called? Uh, Vulcan Ozdemir is getting fed to the wolves on this one. Oy. Like, he has been facing nothing but murderous row. I mean, and then not after getting submitted by Anthony Smith and then knocked unconscious by Jerry Prochaska, he's gonna fight fucking Magomed Ankalaev, who is supposed to be the heavyweight Habib. So, mm-hmm. like, don't get it twisted. I mean, I'm more scared of Magomed Ankalaev versus Islam Mahachev. So, just, we'll talk about it later, but I'm just saying. Yeah. Yeah. So, that's going to be something, really, that you want to put on your calendar September 4th. Yes. All right. Moving on to the good stuff. For last week's co-main event of the evening, we had Misha Cupcake Tate beating and retiring Marion Renu. In what was a return to form for Misha, who came back from retirement after almost five years. After coming back and finishing her opponent, we start hearing rumblings by former opponent Holly Holmes, who said that she would love a rematch with the person who took the woman's bantamweight belt from her. Um, is this the fight to make for Cupcake in her path to rate re- 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 in her path to regain the belt? I mean, if you want to put it on a pay per view, I would, because they're a draw. I actually think there was an argument somewhere that I saw that Amanda Nunez uh, needs to be the title, like the headliner for a pay per view card. Yeah, and. Uh, they released the pay-per-views. She has the owner of the two lowest pay-per-views. Both of them have not even cracked 100,000 pay-per-view buys. She has 90 and 65. It's 
because she's a woman and she's Mexican, Brazilian, and she's lesbian. I mean... America don't fuck with America, her. America doesn't. I mean, let's be real. And I think uh, America, I feel comfortable saying, is kind of the mecca in terms of MMA. Am I right? Uh, I think like that... every other nation has their own specialty and they bring it and mix it in the melting pot that it is America. Like there's good boxers from Mexico that come over here and learn wrestling. There's good wrestlers from Russia that come over here and learn how to jump. I don't know if I agree or not, but just because I know I'm ignorant to what other countries experience with mm -hmm. MMA is. I feel like in Brazil, Amanda Nunes is a princess, you know, like, yeah. and in the U.S., I think MMA, we all think of either John Jones or Conor McGregor, if mm -hmm. you don't really fuck with MMA like that. Yeah. You at least know those guys, mm -hmm. but I don't know what it's like in anywhere else, really. Yeah. Well, I would have to disagree with your reasoning, but I see what you're saying. Like, it's just because in order to get pay-per-view money you'd have to be one her biggest the biggest thing she has going against her right now is that she's a woman um like it just yeah. women I do mean, not I have no women with, yeah. women of color a part of the lgbtq community my like point all is, of our you're right i think that she needs to bring hype and it's hard to bring yeah uh, hype when you don't when your challengers are nothing but like
between the U.S. Yeah, has at least to the to mainstream audience, like yeah. why people still know who Holly Holmes is, probably before they know who Amanda Nunes is, That's which fair. is crazy. But then again, yeah. it's a woman, a white woman who speaks English. Yeah. And I mean that's how it be. You yeah. gotta, you know, become attracted to the mainstream audience and the mainstream. But you audience don't. But you shouldn't English. have to. You, you shouldn't, shouldn't have to. You shouldn't have to. But it's part of your kind of job to promote yourself. That is one of the things. Like, like uh, look at a uh, who was that? It, you it, shouldn't have to though. If no, you're you, a man no, you, should, you shouldn't have to. If you are, you shouldn't have to to make the money that you deserve. But. In no. order to reach people, I feel like you if you're going to have one, one loophole, the... she has accomplished it. I mean, she does I, speak... I know what you're saying. I just... She people should love Amanda more. I know. People should. They she really should, should get paid more. And it's not like she's a decision fighter. I'm, sh- I'm sure she <laughs> no. has plenty... I'm sure she has plenty of decisions knockout in her career. Power. But she's... Her knockout against... Yeah. Uh, her knockout against everybody. Uh, cyborg... Like, that should have gained her. Mm. If it didn't gain her over, like, 100,000 fans. Like, that knockout was crazy, dude. But, I don't know. It's insane. Does the fight with Holly at home make sense? Yes. Does it sell more (laughs) than the next Amanda fight? I believe so. Probably, yeah. Does the winner of that fight against Amanda win? Hell no. That answers both of those. Like, there's... Nobody nobody beats Amanda. So... But... Nisha Tate already lost to her, so it's like, come on. Guys. I will say, I will say, the dangerous part right now for Amanda is not losing that drive. Yeah, resting on her laurels right now. Yeah. That's a, I don't know if that's the saying, but it sounds good, so I'm gonna say it. She, the don't like, rest on your laurels. she has everything. She has everything, so she doesn't need to fight. Don't rest mm-hmm. on your laurels. So once she starts feeling like she doesn't need to, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's the only thing I can see kind of going wrong with Amanda. But, I mean, she's come a long fucking way. Oh, my she's God. She's just chilling. Like, think about no how long fight. it's been since she's been dominant. Since 2015, she's just reigned supreme over the UFC. Didn't she, get rocked? didn't she get rocked in her last fight? Who'd she fight? She didn't get rocked. No, she did not get rocked. That was such a, yeah, yeah, you yeah, I remember. Take, no, last fight. Um, but she, at what point she got rocked? No, she's been hit hard by Jermaine Duramini with those upkicks. She ate two vicious upkicks by Jermaine Duramini and seemed a little out of it for a second. But just like a little, like, she wasn't completely there. Like, she actually got cracked. I'm looking for That's what happens, though. Don't be fucking going into fucking upkicks. Lauren Murphy is not in her weight class, is she? Who? Lauren Murphy. Murphy. Lauren Murphy? No, that's Shevchenko. Mm. Damn, never mind. Dude, Rose... Amanda Shevchenko. Who's beating them? Who's beating them? Rose, I think, Who's has a I tougher time. I think Murphy's time. gonna give somebody a run for their money. You think? I you think Murphy think could so? take Shevchenko eventually. Are you drinking my Kool Aid? Of what? I'm really rooting for Lauren Murphy. I am do, too. Do I think that she's gonna win? She's. She's dangerous. a fucking dog, though. She's a fucking dog. She's and being an underdog, and if Valentina just gets I think a whip everyone's like, gonna get got at some point, too. Like, nah. eventually, you know the how amazing it would be? Will Harry Saluto never did. 
but he left before he failed, fell. So I'm yeah. saying either you leave or you're going to fall, you know? Yeah. Oh, I, I 100% agree with that. But so they all left Shevchenko, on a high note. Yeah. If Shevchenko leaves or stays long enough to get got, I think Lauren Murphy could be it. I don't know. I'm rooting for I want I have to. all the faith in Shevchenko. Yeah. I don't think... Respect I'm them. rooting for Lauren Murphy, though. Yeah. She's just a fucking vet mm-hmm. in terms of just being She's fucking in MMA. sharp. I feel like Valentino, she trains nonstop, you know? I, that's the vibe. Yeah, I know. She's like, She's so fucking she's intense. So sharp. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. I, she, like, shoots guns, dances. And she looks night. like a nice, normal girl. Yeah. And then, like, yeah. Hangs yeah. out with her sister. And her baby. And then practice kicks. And yeah. then like, kicks the and fucking wrestles the fuck out of people. That's in all her free time. Kicks, kicks, kicks. <laughs> yep. All right. Moving on to the main event. Um, let's see. We had the second coming of the great Habib. The protege Islam Mahayev Makachev. Facing off against the previously unfinished Tiago Santos in what was a one-sided affair. With this win, Islam owns the second best winning streak at eight. The first and highest winning streak is owned by current lightweight champ Charles Oliveira. Just in case you were wondering. Um, did this fight cement the position that Islam is the uncrowned king? No, I don't think so. I mean, Tiago Moises was only ranked 14 right up until the fight coming up with Islam. He didn't earn that 14. Just to put it in one way or another. Um, he doesn't deserve to be number five. Just because, I mean, fuck McGregor. Tony is on a three-fight losing streak, so fine. Yeah. But Dan Hooker's strength of schedule, even though he is three and three in his last six, is fucking top tier. Like you have a future Hall of Famer in Paul Felder that you went all five rounds with and you had a contested win over. Uh-huh. And then you had a five round fight against this Emporia that was kind of close or whatever. And that one has aged nothing but fucking gold. Because he went all five rounds with Dustin Poirier. Yeah. Of course, he did get knocked out by Michael Chandler, but Michael Chandler was good. He fought for the belt. Yeah. So, like, let's be real. Like, in terms of hierarchy, Dan Hooker has faced and won against some of the top-tier talents in the UFC. Not to mention this wasn't the most impressive fight we've seen from Islam. Yeah, it didn't look as impressive as it looked against Drew Dober. Yeah. Which is crazy because I I feel like Drew Dober is tougher than Tiago Moises. I think so, no too. No disrespect. Yeah. Tiago Moises had never been finished going into this fight. So, like, that's cool. And Tiago took that away from him. Yeah. But from him to go from 9 to 5, I think it's a little uncalled for. Yeah. And then I also put up a meme where it was uh, Omni-Man getting punched. And it was the UFC reporters that make the rankings. We were looking for all of these reporters for a minute, and we couldn't find them. I ended up uh, talking with Dana Krabs or whatever, and he told me on Instagram that he had found uh, Top Turtle uh, Podcast. That's one of the podcasts that determines the rankings in the UFC. 
Yeah, what? like just crazy weird like that? little podcasts that nobody's heard of. Radio stations that are local as fuck from Hawaii and stuff. Just little weird little things. Like there was like a MMA fighting news and I was like, MMA fighting, right? And I was like, no, MMA fighting news. They had like 70 videos up until three years ago or something. Or seven videos up until three years ago. And they haven't put out anything else. So that's where I'm like, who's making these rankings? But, I mean, it doesn't matter. He's number five. What do you think, Juan? Um, it can't submit him as an uncrowned king just because to be that, you got to be fighting the elite. And yeah. Tiago is not... He's a better fighter than me. He's a good fighter, but he's not up with the elite yet, so yeah. can't really say anything about that. Um, but I think he wants Dan Hooker called him out. He wants Tony Ferguson. I think he should fight RDA. His best, his I think his best. I think he could beat any one of them, but I think the best one for him would be RDA because then that would be number six and he'd be like I I beat number six give me he called out RDA too yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah so I think RDA is his best chance and with that he wouldn't fight Dan Hooker because he's three and three out of his last six even um though Tony is on a three light a three fight losing too. But that's what I don't get. Like Tony Ferguson has a bigger name than Dan Hooker. Oh, true, one hundred percent. And Dan Hooker, I think, is a way harder fight than Tony. And I think Dan Hooker actually is a bad fight for Islam. I think Dan Hooker does a good job against him. Mm-hmm. He's so lengthy and long, and he feels confident in this matchup. And Islam just didn't look as top tier as he did against Drew Dober. Like Drew Dober, he mauled. Yeah. But. Tiago Moises, he gave him just a little too much respect. He was more cautious. I don't know. I mean, he still got the finish. And he's on a, he is on an eight-fight winning streak, so... He might be changing up his game a little bit. Maybe Habib is like, yo, you know you're going to get the finish. So you're don't go like, so hard. Don't go. You, you got it, brother. Yeah. You got it. <laughs> Maybe. I mean, that might be it. And, I mean, he looked good. He's not injured. Took care of business. So if know. he doesn't go as hard in the next one... That's true. Fight. We'll see. We'll see how Is it goes. Is Tony's last loss to Oliveira? No, Benil Darius. Okay. Yeah. So sad. Yeah. But yeah, um, out of everybody there, I think you're right. He should fight RDA. How does it feel to know your man's broken? Stop. How, how does it feel to know that Barbosa's number yet become champion? That's fine. And now those washed. That's okay. <laughs> yeah. What um. We'll talk about Tony. All right. Tony! <laughs> Moving right along with our show tonight, <laughs> let's discuss this week's card featuring lots of new talent that have the skills to pay the bills in one very interesting bout near the beginning of the main card featuring fighters that were following the same path, Macy Barber and Miranda Maverick. Barber has seemed to be the one that was going to break John Jones's record for becoming the youngest athlete to get a championship belt. She then, however, was beaten and injured against Roxanne Modafferi, and again, then getting promptly beat by Alexa Grosso. On the opposite side, though, of the spectrum, 
We have Miranda Maverick, who is on a quick rise through the rankings and is now ranked above Barber at 13, Barbara being at 14 respectively. Does Miranda stake her claim to the top of the 125 division or does Macy Barber stop the hype train before it ever actually leaves the station? Um, uh, I think Barber is 0-2 in her last two fights or whatever. But one of them was a uh, was one of them a robbery? No. Wait, Alexa is she Grosso the one with the red close. hair? Is she the one with the red hair? Or no. That's Jillian Robertson. Oh. Uh. Um. Uh, Miranda Maverick has long hair and is young and is also a professor or something, or she was like a student aide or something like that in college. For like metaphysics or something, she's she? like smart as shit. She's like twenty four. Uh, Macy Barber is twenty three. Miranda Maverick has beat whoever. Robert I know Trump. who. I know who Macy Barber is. I think she's gonna get it done. <laughs> Macy Barber. I don't know. Like uh, like I said before, like Macy Barber was supposed to be the second coming of Ronda Rousey, kind of. And then Roxanne Moferry came on the show. Killed oh her God. on that Connor card where yeah. he fought Donald Cerrone. Uh, yeah. And then from there, she picks a, Alexa Grasso. And Alexa Grasso, I think, just straight up outboxed her for three rounds. So this is really the time for Barbara to kind of shine. She's eight and two, which she had a co main or something mm-hmm. in the Connor card. Mm-hmm. So yeah, she shouldn't have been there in the first place. Mm-hmm. Macy just needs. Macy needs just a lot more work. She she used to be great, and she needs to kind of find her edge or get a new uh, gym or something. But we'll see how it goes this weekend. Uh, I just think Miranda Maverick is so young and just athletic. She's a fucking beast that she's just going to go out there and do work. I truly, truly do. And I don't know how long it's going to be, but she's going to fight Shevchenko. And hopefully it's not near Shevchenko's end because Miranda Maverick is going to be a fucking problem in about three, four years' time. Hmm. Look out. Especially depending on how she ends up taking care of Macy Barber. Yeah. Shevchenko will die without losing her championship. Those she, are bold fucking words, bro. What what I am saying is that she will go to her grave <laughs> with that championship. No one's going to be there. I don't know about that, bro. That might be very true. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> Say that. All right, let's move on. We have the main event this week, which is being made out as a title eliminator match between TJ Dillashaw, who, if you don't know or lived under a rock for a little while unceremoniously was stripped of his bantamweight belt after testing positive for EPO in a flyweight championship against Triple C. 917 days, I think, on Saturday. Going up against the talk of the MMA community in Corey Santagin, who has knockout of the year contender with his shift beheading of UFC legend Frankie Edgar via flying knee? First, 
does ring rust play a factor in the return of the snake being as he is coming back from a two-year absence what do you think Juan um no not for I don't think for TJ because I feel like TJ was still training pretty well during during that absence it's not like he was absent for an injury or anything yeah. So I think he was still being in there. It is two years off, but it's different from like trying to rebuild your muscles or trying to re yeah. like redo something. He didn't have to redo anything. He just had to learn how to not use drugs. You know what I'm saying? Like. Yeah, I think for me, T.J. Dillashaw ended up winning like the lottery in terms of when his suspension happened. I mean, this happened right during right the middle of the, yeah, the pandemic. So that's when, like, at the very beginning, there was nobody fighting. So everybody was on the same kind of a boat. And now he doesn't have to worry about Henry Cejudo anymore. And some of the other fighters that used to be his toughest matchups, like Dominic Cruz has seen some battles. Uh, Cody Garbrandt is kind of half and half with everything. So... In terms of the best case scenario, I know he get, ended up getting uh, sh uh, shoulder surgery um, because he had like something wrong with his shoulder. Oh, shoulders. he did have shoulder short? Yeah, oh. he had that. <laughs> I know, it's so fucking hard, bro. Shoulder surgery. Oh, uh, look at you fucking thinking cap. <laughs> anyway, um, to my own fucking horn. Anyway, shoulder surgery. Boom, got it. Anyway. So he got that while he had off. He got like another couple of surgeries. He's not fighting for money anymore. He created that business, Clean Juice. I, I think a lot of people are underestimating TJ. I think people have forgotten how dominant TJ Dillashaw was. Uh, and we can talk about EPO and shit, but... He, he used EPO, and then not only that, he ended up losing against Sohudo, even though... Mm -hmm. he was on I think he did. I mean, I could be wrong. He could have used EPO the entire time, which he is did. fine. One hundred percent, he did. Which is fine. I just don't think that it's not going to translate into being a tough matchup against Corey. I think if we all think we, I want Corey Sanhagen to go out there and destroy TJ and leave him hurt. I want that to happen. Will it happen? I think it's going to be a lot closer than a lot of other people think. So, I don't think it's going to be a one-sided affair. So this is what I have for you to think about. You, all right. So um, TJ was using EPO during those, during those matches um, against the second Garbrandt for sure, Cejudo. I don't, the first no. Garbrandt or no? It was, the only one that was confirmed was Cejudo. Oh. They didn't find any other traces of it. It could be, it's probably possible that he used it and figured out a way to get away with it. But the only one he actually got caught for was the Henry Cejudo one. Okay, well, still. Um, he fought his last fight with more energy because it was given to him. He's not going to have that. And even though he's been training and stuff, being in an actual fight is still different from sparring and stuff. It's still going to be more energy because that's when you're really putting everything into it. So he might have a tougher time with this first match going in um, than he would the second time or third time. I'm not saying that he's not going to 
I'm not saying that he's not good well, enough or that he's coming back as mm, the TJ we remember yeah, him. But it's, it might take him a minute to be like, oh, dang, this is what it feels like again. You know? Yeah, you might be right. I mean, yeah, I it's, think Greengrass for him is a very true possibility. I think it is, but you're right. I don't expect him, I didn't expect him to stop training the whole time. And it looked like he was very active. He looked very fit. It looks like he was just perfecting his craft mm-hmm. and getting rest. Like, he has been on the top tier in terms of bantamweight. The only way he's not GOAT is because of Dominic Cruz. But if he regains the title at some point, besides the whole EPO thing, like, he has that case to be made for him at bantamweight. Um, does Corey Sanhagen have the advantage of being young and vicious? Yes. Does he have the disadvantage of a poor ground game? I mean, we'll have to see. Because that's the only thing on the back of my head is that he got taken out by fucking uh, Aljamain Sterling within like two minutes or something in the first round mm-hmm. of their headliner. So, I don't know. I don't know. I think it's going to be a lot closer. I think people being so certain about Corey Sanhagen going out there and knocking him out in the first round... It's one thing to say that against Frankie Edgar. Completely different story to say that against a very fresh TJ Dillashaw. Yeah, and I mean, speaking of Aljo, which fighter has the best odds to win the belt over either him or Piotr Jan? I give it a TJ. TJ is just so well-rounded. But that's only... If he gets past Corey. This is the best matchup that could have possibly happened at Bantamweight if it wasn't a title contender. Yeah, yeah. It's a true number one, like, contender-making match. Like, whoever wins this deserves to fight for the title. Like, truthfully, truth be told, if Aljamain Sterling didn't have his neck broke, then Corey Sandhagen would have already challenged the title, and then at that point... TJ Dillashaw might have just went ahead and done that or gotten a rematch against Cody or gotten a rematch against uh, Dominic Cruz. So, either way, I man, I don't know. I think TJ's going to be a problem for that division for a while to come. I don't think he's done quite yet. Cool. What do you think, Juan? Um, so, I think with TJ... With Aljo and Jan, I, I'm less excited about that one because I feel like I already know what's going to happen. Jan is going to catch Aljo during something because Jan, Jan's shots during the... Jan was going to be yeah, Aljo it was gonna, before it was in, and after that yeah, illegal. So I'm kind of less looking forward to that, not because... I don't want to see it, but because you I know, know what's it. gonna happen. So with the TJ fight, I'm more interested in that one yeah. because let's see. Sanhagen yeah. can like yeah. Sanhagen is fucking you scary. Throw another knee, dog. And throw another knee. Let's see where TJ is at. If like, he goes out go there and knocks out TJ Dillashaw, I'll get a Corey Sanhagen tattoo. But see, like what I was saying is, uh, I'll do that. Uh, no, a Sanhagen tattoo. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, Sam. I, I, Sam Man. Uh, Corey Sanhagen motifed tattoo. I, Just I like, like John Nanny got two oh nine on his bicep, like a little girl, like a little two oh nine, a cute little. One. I was thinking of like a face of 
Sanhagen. No. no. Yeah, I was like, don't do that. Don't do that. No. No, I'm gonna get a giant one like Steve-O on my back. No. <laughs> I'm just kidding. No, like a little like Sandman or something cute like that. Some some cool. You should see his tattoos and then you could like. No, have he has a, like giant matching. pieces and stuff. <laughs> True. I'll get a little boat. I think he has like a cool boat. I'll get a little tugboat or something. But yeah. Uh huh. But yeah, if he goes out there and knocks out TJ Dillish on the first round, you're just looking out to you. I'll put that out there for everybody to hear. Yeah, and I don't think he has ring rust as far as his skill or like his fighting. But I think he might have ring rust in the sense of his last fight being on EPO and then this fight not yeah. being on EPO. So. Let's see how long EPO. he was really on EPO and how much that really affected him. I'm curious about that too. Just I mean, to kind of have a better yeah. understanding of how he was without it. I'm excited to kind of see what that's about. I mean, totally Chael Sonnen was on EPO and he did okay after it. Yeah, we'll see. So, I don't, I don't. I kind of believe that, like, anything that you learn while being on any kind of performance enhancing drug, and you learn that, if. Would you have been able to learn that if you weren't on that? So, like, some of these big moves that, like, as far as these kicks and stuff, mm -hmm. um, just overall, like, John Jones, would he have known some of the moves or, been, or be able to get as good as he is at those moves without the drugs that he was taking, you know? Right. I, I so, don't know. Yeah, it's possible. Like, you're unlocking this extra gear in human anatomy. As much as we don't like it, it is superhuman powers. Mm -hmm. So maybe with superhuman powers, you develop some kind of superhuman like, like techniques to do shit that you never thought were, or might not have been possible to the normal person. Mm -hmm. You know, like someone might look at Jerry uh, yeah. and think that he's on steroids because I mean, yo, that guy's a freak. He is a freak. But he's also young as shit. I think he's like what twenty-seven or something. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, he's a monster. And he's like a full grown ass like grown like ass monster. Beast. God you for Jessica. Denisa. Anyway. Yeah. Those are my two cents. I think I don't think it's gonna be that easy. It might be, who knows? I also thought Connor was gonna win against this in four I'll remind everybody. So yeah, fuck you in your opinion. That's mine. Suck on my peen. I'm a big pee pee. What's up? Fuck you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Rip. That's how I feel about you guys. Sorry. I love you. Love to be back. I'm so happy. I'm so hoping that this actually uploads. I do think that has been our best episode yet. By far. By a million light years. By a million years of a thousand years. Best episode ever. Anyway, we wouldn't be here without you guys. Love you. Want to talk shit with you? I, uh, hold on. We thoughts. would be here without you guys. We don't need you. <laughs> oh, no, hold up. Hold oh, up. <laughs> we do this because we want to do it. Damn. So that's right. Yeah. Fuck you guys. Uh, but love you guys. And the whole fourteen dollars you gave us through the listens. Fuck you. <laughs> anyway. Uh, yeah. Juan, tell us. Uh, tell tell the people. Tell tell the millions of people. We're welcome to, to the talk best, to us. Best show. Um, Instagram no dot name dot mma dot show. Uh, Twitter, no name MMA1. Our email at no 
name MMA show at gmail.com. Hey! And then our Twitch, you can see me. I finally got my... Last week I wasn't on because I was moving and I couldn't find my controller. But I found it, so I will be on uh, on uh, Twitch tomorrow. So it'll be www.twitch.tv slash no name MMA show. You probably won't. They won't hear this by the time I start playing. A lot of them will probably listen to it after. So I'll just be there every Thursday around noon until I move out on my own. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Because <laughs> it takes up so much internet. And so, and then once I'm out on my own, I can do it in the afternoon when everybody's like not working and stuff. That's fair. Yeah. Sketch one on that. Uh, he's kind of killing it in UFC. Um, so you kind of suck that. I'm dropping, I'm dropping the ball, yeah. Yeah, but it's okay. It'd be like that for you. Not for me, sucker. Anyway, uh, have a great rest of your week. We'll be we'll be back next week. Juan's looking at me like he's going to do something <laughs> in UFC 4, but he's not. So, acting like he will get subbed real quick. Anyway, so I'll get you next week. That's just so dumb. It's just love so you dumb. from me, Motivator Andy. Mystic Daddy Juan. Uh, Fuck you, Andy. <laughs> uh, no, no shot, Nina. <laughs> Talk to you guys, whatever. Anyway, uh, fuck you, John Jones. Bye. Later. Yeah, and TJ. And TJ. Yeah, TJ's kind of a whack boy. <laughs> <laughs>